I know, Sayyidina, that uh, a lot of people who have gone through pressure in their life, in their in their childhood or in their like teenage years, and they can't get rid of that, you know, that personality, because I don't know, they don't have the parents to help them or anything like that, or there was not a chance during that time to get that support that they needed, so. I know that you said we have to be kind and we have to do this and that and that, but sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. And when we don't, does it, does that kind of like fall back on us or falls back on the situation that we've been through and that's not part of the reason for cross? Regardless, the, the situation that influence us to be like harsh or not kind, etc. With men, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. So, if when I grew up or my upbringing had some negative impact on me, through uh, my relationship with the Lord, He will heal all my wounds and He will help me to overcome all my personal issues. And sometimes I may need actually some professional help from professional licensed counselor, which is not against actually the teaching of the scripture. But if I understand there are some issues I need to deal with them, and I don't deal with them, and then I treat people harshly while I'm justifying it to myself, it is not my fault, it is the way uh, the circumstances that led me to be like this. No, it's my responsibility. Even if I'm not the reason for who, whom I became, but I have the tool to actually change and overcome and, and be healed completely. And the tools through my relationship with God, and in some cases, maybe I need some professional help. Let's just take one day scenario saying, that day, you know, you had a fight in the morning, you were just not feeling well, yeah, it's, it's one day scenario, as I said, if I hurt somebody, I need to be courageous and go and apologize. How would you take yourself out of the situation, even if you prayed and everything, and then now it's still going on, it's still taking over your personality, how would you get rid of that, even if you do the sign of the crosses? So one day, an event that happened one day, and it carried me, and I carried for one month, or two months, something like this, then actually I need some help here. I need some help. Because usually, something happened in one day, I should actually get over it quickly. And even in, in grief and loss, they say you should overcome grief in six months maximum. Actually, if it remained after six months, it will turn into depression and needs therapy here. What I'm trying to deal, to, to say, if event influenced me for a long time, then through my relationship with God, and in some cases, maybe I need some professional help to help me to get out of it. But I cannot just say, you know, something happened, I'm not in a good mood, uh, I am edgy, so people just have to accept me as I am. You know, especially if I'm servant, 
why why my class should suffer with me because I, I, I'm going through a difficult time in my life. Sometimes it's sudden, like it's not expected. It's un the, the unexpected. So what I said, my, if it is sudden and I hurt somebody, I will apologize. But after it is sudden, if it kept with me for a long time, then I need help here. You know, you and all of us sometimes, you know, yeah, yani, uh, it's sudden, as you said, and I hurt somebody. All of us, uh, it happens with me. Here I need to be courageous and say, I apologize. You know, and I blush genuinely and sincerely. But if what happened here impacted me for a long time, then I need help. And the church is not against any any help from outside. Mm -hmm. You said the scripture or any medicine that's been taken because I know, and I know that you know because you know you're in a medical field that some sometimes this affects a lot of people. Like the medicine itself affects a lot of people, and is that in a negative way that people say, you know, does that make sense? You speak when I get me, I take medicine affect Right, people. because I, I mean, I'm in that field right now and I, I see a lot of people taking those medicine and just on it and on it and on it. You, need, you need to wait really? between the benefit of any medicine and, you know, and the side effect. Any yeah, aspirin has side effect, Novogen has some uh, side effect, but when we need to, to take it, we'll take it, you know. So I cannot say, يعني, you need to weigh between, do I need to take medicine or not? But this actually should be the decision of your physician, not your own decision. Well, uh, from what you said, yes, I heard that uh, servants playing such a significant role uh, in whatever they do, by their behavior, the way they teach, the way they think, and even the way they dress up. Given that, how can we really pick the right servants to serve? I know it's a broad question. This actually goes back to how I prepare people for service in general. Uh, and we should actually have some يعني, standards before picking a person to serve. يعني, in pre-servant, how I prepare them, what I teach them. And uh, after I, I choose them to be servants, following up with them. And there are certain basic principles that any servant should meet. And if you remember when we send you this letter, uh, about two years ago. Actually, the purpose of this letter is to remind each servant with the basic principles what a servant should have as basic principle. Uh, one of the something that happened commonly but is wrong, we need actually to make everyone to be a servant in the church, whether he is ready to serve or not to serve. Uh, just want to compliment them or want to show them they are accepted or whatever or under pressure from parents why did not choose my son why did not choose my daughter so I will let them serve while they are not ready 
Uh, and I want to ask all of you a question. If somebody failed his exam in the medical school, do you trust him to treat your son or your daughter? If somebody who did not graduate, he just have some attended some classes in, in medical school, but not graduated from medical school and did not pass any exam. Do you trust this person to treat your children? So, and I wonder how some parents actually pressure the church and pressure Abuna that their children serve while they are not ready. This will actually teach your children. So, do you trust your children to be taught by unready servants or unprepared servants? So, we need to put our emotions aside and to think actually wisely for the benefit of, of the servant. And when the level of the servants goes down, everything will go down. That's why we need to be careful. We need to be careful how we choose the servants. If you choose a strong servant, then actually your children will be protected and your children will grow in their spiritual life in the right way. Uh, can I follow up with another question? Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I feel like we are really missing the great example like we used to hear about in the past, like Habib Girdis or others. It can be a monk in the, you know, in the monastery, no one he hear about him until they even die? Definitely, if there is uh, a person who have the Christian values, who love God and he is righteous, even if he doesn't have the knowledge. But the question here is he's learnable or not? Because he will teach knowledge. So if he's learnable, then he can read and study and be qualified to be Sunday school servant. But if he is not learnable, and for example, if you ask him any question, yeah, he is a godly person, but he cannot answer question in dogma or doctrine or theology or church history, etc. And he is not learnable. Then this person can help as chaperone like in uh, church trips in summer club you know by, by by his example he can influence but I cannot put him in a teaching position like and if he is learnable then I, I can actually assign him some reading to read and to grow in, in knowledge because a Sunday school servant his role is to teach but other people, I can benefit from them just to be example, so they can be around the youth and they can learn from their godliness. They can learn from their righteousness. Because some people, they are not very well educated in theology, in dogmatic theology, but they have the spirit of God in them. So definitely they can influence our youth positively in the right way, but 
it's not their gift to be teachers. That's why St. Paul spoke about teaching. He said, teachers in teaching, those in exhorting. So, so each one according to the gift that he received from God. I have a follow-up question to what Maestro was saying. So what are the tangibles that the church is looking for in a servant? Like stuff that is just, is, it adds to the decision whether that person can be a servant or not. And if they have it, like you said, that someone, if they are teachable or um, if they're willing to learn, then yes, they can become a servant. Yeah, and at least three things, three broad things. Number one, he has, he is living the life of repentance. He is uh, walking in the fear of God. I'm not saying he is sinless, because no one is sinless except God. But he is walking in the fear of God, number one. Number two, he can be a good example, as St. Paul said to Timothy, be example in word, in behavior, in conduct, you know? So he can be example because he will deal with others. So I can trust that this person can be a good example to the students. Number three, has the gift of teaching because a Sunday school teacher, he's teaching. And I cannot understand what knows very, very little about math when I assign him to be teaching or uh, teacher of math. So their gift, or, or yeah, if, if he doesn't know the Bible, definitely if he doesn't know the Bible, he doesn't have a, a spiritual life. But mean, he cannot actually explain and teach in the scripture, he cannot teach theology, he cannot teach apologetic, he cannot teach church fathers. Then how can be a Sunday school teacher? So these are the three things. Walking in the fear of God, a good example, and has a gift of teaching. So you said someone that is a good teacher. So in academia, like I have a lot of professors that they know their stuff, but they cannot relay the information or cannot teach it. So I, like in my humble opinion, I think knowledge is not the only like like prerequisite to be a teacher. What else is a qualification? I should get an old gift of teaching, old gift, gift of knowledge. Okay. Yani, teaching means you have both the knowledge and how to deliver the message. You know? Yani, some Muslim books, when you read it, it's full of knowledge, but the message is very confusing in it. You know? And some books, when you read it, it's full of knowledge. But the message is very easy to, to read and to understand and to digest. They say the Sunday school teacher is like the bird. You know the bird when eats the food and give it to the little birds? That's Sunday school teacher. He understands and digests the material very well. Then he can deliver it in a simple way to the students. Some people have the knowledge, but they cannot deliver the message. So they can work in research. There is 
topic, Masran Zain, hot topics right now, theosis, original sin, penal substitution. So we can assign them to do research, to get me material, to get me church fathers on these topics, you know. But not everybody should teach or has the ability, the gift of teaching. You have a lot of professors that know a lot of the knowledge, which is totally fine, but I don't think they have the ability, which is something called a discovery set, that they can't deliver the message by relating the material to the kids or to the uh, to you, basically. So we, I'm sure in our church, we have some training on that, or no? Do the priests do, do have anything to do with this in every church? Do when I answer the question, Oh, I'm just saying, like, that was my question. Do we have a lot of training in the church that does that? No. Yeah, we have training in, uh, in the seminary, and we have training, like, continuing education in the servants' meeting, in the priest meeting. So, yeah, there's training how to deliver the message, yes. على الريسيرش يعني احنا عندنا بس يمكن انت ما سمعتيش بيها عندنا اللي هي ثيولوجي اكاديمي ديت هير اباوت ات اوكي ثيولوجي اكاديمي زي هاف يوتيوبس ويب سايت اند اكشلي دي ديليفر ذا ذا انفورميشن ان ان اول ذيس فيري يعني كومبليكيتد سبجكتس ان ا فيري سيمبل واي وبيعملوا ا لوت اوف انيميشن and it is prepared very very well and also the person who is in charge of the Theology Academy is working with a team actually now I asked him to visit churches and the diocese uh, for one week and to give uh, lectures to the congregation to the Sunday school servants etc now he is doing this in Dallas بعد كده مثلا يروح هيوستن بعد كده ممكن يجي فينا فينيكس اريزونا بيقعد مثلا about two months or three months until he cover a course and then يعني I move him from one church to another church but all the material موجودة under Theology Academy if you don't have the link I can send it to you but actually these material are, are well prepared and very simple ومعمولة in Arabic and in English And this actually can can be used, مثلا, if you are teaching one of these subjects in in your classes, you can use the material in Theology Academy in presentation. And I hope in to it's very very helpful. And now, يعني شكرا بني many audience people who cannot يعني participate in in the seminary. So this actually be like. يعني اونلاين سيمينار فور ذيم ان هو ولسه عندنا برضه 
بروجكت انه نبتدي نعمل كورسات الولاد يحضروها بس وي ستارتد ناو ذا ثيولوجي اكاديمي ستارتد ميبي اير 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 اجو اني مور كويشنز اوكي ثانكس سو ماتش